know it, it's bonus time here on Movies in 4K. This is episode 93, and I am Bill Shetty. And I am Lady Phantom. This is an awesome request from a longtime follower, Lady Phantom. He stated that he's been listening to us since Horror on the Go. That's a long time ago. Yes, that was uh, four years ago. It ended and it lasted for a few years there. He just found us and just got into 4K himself. So that's interesting. It is very interesting. And I'm very glad he found us. And thank you for looking in the first place. There you go. I think he was searching for 4K stuff, came across and was like, hey, I found you guys. It's been a while. So it is dedicated to Ross. He's from Fort Mojave, Arizona. And he requested a movie that he remembered we covered on the top 30 horror movies ever episode. Yes, horror movies ever. Mm -hmm. Right. And what he chose, we were hesitant about. Let's (laughs) put it mildly, even though it's one of our favorite movies ever in the horror industry to say. But let's get this rolling and find out what Ross chose. Hearing some flapping wings. <laughs> I know, a lot of them. Yeah, this is a movie that has no score. Which is very, very strange. It just has like a piano segment and a song sung by children, and that's that. Yeah, and this goes to what Mr. Hitchcock wanted, so no more teasers here. We're covering from 1963, The Birds. Rated PG-13, runs for just shy under two hours. Listed in four genres. Drama, horror, mystery, and romance. Okay. I mean, the romance, I mean, yes, there is romance, but I'd, I wouldn't put it there. But Oh, I would. Yeah? I think most of the movie up until attack scenes is a romantic film, really. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, so mm-hmm. I think it's very necessary in this movie so we got a romantic horror movie that has drama and a mystery element (laughs) i know we run the gamut with this film directed by i already said alfred hitchcock which is who lady family (laughs) he's some guy that used to direct like really cool movies you know has a few that kind of ring a bell like psycho and this one and rear window and stuff like that a lot of movies (laughs) yes very well known british guy right yes yeah and you and also there was this series right alfred hitchcock presents which lasted i I don't know how long it lasted but i remember watching it and i remember the 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 theme that that it was it was kind of it was cool a lot of directors get inspiration from this guy even today yes Yeah, he was one of those, I think, visionaries. Like, he knew exactly what he wanted, and he was not always nice about it. But most interestingly also, we once watched, well, we have watched movies about him, and his wife was very important to him and his work. I actually was going to say that because, of course, he gets all the credit, but she was integral in anything he did. And she had a big say on the direction of movies and what to cover and story and plot. Yes. It was super interesting. Okay. Who stars in this one, Lady Phantom? Well, uh, apparently it was Tippi Hedren's first movie. Which is who? Melanie Griffith's mom. And Rod Taylor, Jessica Tandy. Beautiful woman. Like I'm, I'm impressed every time i watched this movie she was so beautiful and veronica cartwright oh god (laughs) the woman from alien who screams during the chest bursting scene she is about a 13 year old girl here yes and you know her if you've seen her before like 
God, she looks identical even at that age to yes. what you've come to know. Yeah, only a little smaller, but yes. And also Suzanne Plechette plays a, a little role here. And I really liked her character. Back to Ross just for a minute. One thing I forgot to say with his interlude, he thought we were the perfect ones to cover this, not only because we grade the 4K, we think and others do out there more accurately, but since this movie was on our top list and also that we've been in horror for decades, there was a box set that came out last year of this movie that had four movies in it this psycho rear window and what's vertigo and vertigo right we did not get that we are very hesitant with older releases the phantom and i huge so unless it's a request we really don't buy them on our own and this is one of our most famous movies ever so it was just released in the end of may on individual 4k also ross didn't want to buy the box set either so he wanted just this movie alone so he's waiting for us to tell him about the quality of this okay lady phantom get out that synopsis a wealthy san francisco socialite pursues a potential boyfriend to a small northern california town that slowly takes a turn for the bizarre when birds of all kinds suddenly begin to attack people. Yes, our lead actress, Tippi Hedren, which she was introduced in this film. Uh-huh. Alfred Hitchcock casted her and wanted her in this role. He was known for that, for making women stars. Yeah, it's like he took one at a time and he did a like a bunch of movies with them and then next and next i mean grace he Kelly. almost cultured them he taught them how to act and yeah everything yeah i mean i think maybe the most famous has been grace kelly before i mean she was before tippy hedron and she was the most beautiful woman on the face of the earth I think. right so this woman tippy she goes into this bird store And she was looking to buy a couple birds. In walks this guy who's played by Rod Taylor. And she is fascinated with this guy right when she sees him. Like, she's totally attracted to him, I get the impression. She's fascinated with him. Well, she makes believe that she works in this bird store. Yeah, because he approaches her and like, can you help me? And then she decides to go with it. Right. And she knows nothing about birds, basically, (laughs) whatsoever. And it was very clever how this was written and acted, too, because you get the feeling he knows, but he's playing with her. You come to find out during this opening scene, he is playing with her. He had seen her at the courthouse in San Francisco, and she's an uptight, rich woman. (laughs) Yeah, I I wouldn't exactly say uptight. Oh, I would. She's got a certain air about her, and they got it in the description, socialite. Yes. She drives nice cars. She's very wealthy. Her parents are in the business, and, you know, they're well-to-do, and she's very proper. She's got a way about her, too. You just got to watch the movie, and you'll know what we're talking about but he ends up playing with her but she's totally fascinated he's looking for lovebirds she don't even know what a lovebird is (laughs) yeah and then he reveals he's just playing with her and she asks why and it goes back to the story of them meeting before so he ends up leaving very soon thereafter here she drops off lovebirds she finds out from a license plate where the guy lives because she wants to get him back now because he made her look like a fool kind of it's this running thing in this movie so she heads over to his apartment and leaves these lovebirds because he was shopping for his sister's birthday Uh uh-huh yeah and he had made mention of lovebirds so she found out where he lived and what he does and all this type stuff so drops him off 
at his place finds his address but one of the neighbors there says oh he ain't gonna be in town you can't leave birds out in front of the door here he went to this town called bodega bay which is like an hour and a half from san francisco or so so (laughs) she's so fascinated by this guy she has to drive all the way out there and when she even gets there she has a chaotic scene just to remain anonymous so to speak (laughs) to get these birds into his house and of course he's gonna know but she don't want to be caught but then again she does yeah i know it's one of them things they're you can see like they had good chemistry Yeah, very playful very very playful but sarcastic both at the same time yes he finds out obviously (laughs) And right here is when we first start getting a little bird attack. One swoops down and nips her in the head while she's on a little boat, motorboat. And he runs and takes care of her and stuff. And (laughs) he takes her to his house. And that's when you meet Jessica Tandy, who is the mother who, wow, if looks could kill this i know woman don't want her son to have any romantic relationship you can tell yeah like she is kind of selfish and not protective but what other words would you use scared yeah just say she i mean she don't want to be left alone is the moral the story you come to learn that we'll just say yeah here. but i at the same time she's really but she's leery too. yeah she's very protected not only protective but also protected like she she builds these barriers around her and she doesn't want to let people in and of course specifically not a girlfriend for her son Right, and they're not dating or anything no. yet. They just met, but you can tell by the chemistry something's yeah. going on and, there, and, and uh, she can see it. A mother can see that. Yes, and of course also she sees what kind of woman she appears to be, you know, like maybe a little superficial and stuff, although right. I don't really think she is, but that's the that's definitely the vibe she gives out, like superficial and maybe i use you and i leave you kind of person right but uh, oh even though she's not like that but that's what the mother feels all right and then this part right here we meet veronica cartwright who is the sister she adores this woman yeah and she's having a birthday party wants to invite her and don't even know her but she really clings to her and even though this woman would never be called a motherly figure she does take her in and during this movie acts like her mother yeah i mean she acts very protective and and responds more than jessica tandy actually yes yeah because as i mentioned before jessica tandy has this like barrier around her even with her own children right so it's like kathy that's her name in the movie she immediately clings to melanie and oddly enough her daughter yeah i mean oddly i I don't think it's odd at all but anyway (laughs) i think it pretty is i don't think her daughter was born at this time i don't i I don't know maybe she named her because of this role who knows maybe but i mean she was already 33 so chances are she had already been born okay you know but anyway the point is that uh, they developed this very nice relationship and the guy can see it too obviously Right, and they're still being sarcastic with each other. You can see they both want to be around each other, but it really plays out. Like, they're like, oh, you want to leave? Okay. (laughs) The other main woman in this is Suzanne Plachette, who is the ex-girlfriend of Rod Taylor, which is his name is Mitch in this movie. Uh Uh-huh, and she's the school teacher right and they become friends she's actually staying there because she had no plans to stay in bodega bay she was going to go home she just wanted to play this little gag on this guy but then again she does want to be there because she's interested in this guy so even though they separate they always come back together something happens yep all right let's get into the bird attacks that's the story it's a mainly about this family in this town 
what's going on with these birds. So when do we see birds attack and why, Lady Phantom? Well, the first time after that seagull thing, there's a very small one uh, at night where she's staying. She's staying with the school teacher. And this seagull just smashes onto her door. And they are like, oh, well, that's weird, you know. And and the one goes like, or maybe it lost its way in the dark. It's like, yeah, but it's full moon, like, no. And then the following day, she, of course, she ends up staying for the birthday party. And birds attack during the birthday party. Right. Now, these aren't spoilers in here. I just want to make mention now is when the tide shifts we wanted to lead up to the story how these characters all are intertwined and got together Mm -hmm. in this movie yeah and just all different species of birds now start attacking townsfolk the families and stuff like that people don't want to believe it there's actually someone who knows about birds in this and she's like no 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 of course like most people would which happens later on yeah but i'm just summarizing here you know they come to realize that yeah it's all different population species of birds no matter what crows seagulls what other pigeons yeah all sorts of variations everything yeah but and and like you're watching and you're like why don't you believe her but then at the same time you go to from the point of view of the other person and it sounds insane so it's like but then again if three four people are telling you hey this happened and the birds attacked and you're like no it's impossible right and just uh leave it open-ended there's attacks at schools there's attacks at gas stations there are attacks in houses and things like that everywhere the last thing let's just gloss over it lady phantom is with this family and tippy hedron here they get barricaded into a place and they're fighting for their lives let's just put it yeah basically like birds are coming in and you know knocking down walls basically and things like that (laughs) these are very violent birds yeah and we're talking about a time in which a fireplace was a very common thing and that is one thing where birds can get into very easily right and there's something with this you know are the birds doing it on purpose or are they just ending up there well you'll come to realize when you watch this movie if you haven't what's going on there is no conclusion to this story this is widely known there's no exposition about why the birds attack why they started it is a mystery which is part of the movie but you have to make up your own mind i love it's left open this movie is referenced a lot of times during modern movies that it can be done this way but it depends on the story and the movie and the feel if that works a lot of times it don't work in these movies you had a problem with uh, one not too long ago where i didn't i forget which movie we covered was one a few weeks back mm-hmm or something where you needed more there wasn't enough explanation yeah it's just it's sometimes hard because it's like they for example in this movie oh it was us it was uh-huh. jordan peele's us yeah that's what i thought like in this movie there is no explanation whatsoever and it's birds so there's no understanding the psyche of birds in that way you know like why did this happen But there are references in this movie as to what could be happening true true but what i don't like specific i mean me you know it's either when they want to explain every single thing that happens and they over explain or when they kind of want to explain but at the end they don't and they just leave it like only half explained I I don't know. I, I am not much of a fan of that. 
But in this case, I I have absolutely no problem with it because it's just so jarring. Like it and just another ends. one that you really appreciate, and I do, since we're talking about this, is killing of a sacred deer. There's no explanation. You make up your own mind what's and going yes, on. And you can have like a lot of theories of what is going on. And, just, and who this kid is and everything. Yeah. But it started with Alfred Hitchcock. I mean, he's the one that was known doing yeah. this. And like I said, a lot of inspiration this guy has given many a director in their life. Yeah, I think it it also probably was an inspiration for the happening, you know, which is another thing that you cannot understand, you know, the trees, the plants. It's like, how do you understand that? You you, you just can't. Okay, time for technicals. First thing we got to talk about is the birds. More birds, real birds, live birds were used in this movie than any other even today. Yeah, that there they... was bird trainers. <laughs> Yes. But there is fake birds in this too, though. There's Yeah, there's all kinds of birds, but there were a lot of actual live birds and they did a lot of, not exactly, I read something about like, it's not exactly just the blue screen, which they used in that time, but it's like they filmed one thing over the other, over the other, over the other. I mean, it, it was, I think it was quite an accomplishment yeah, we'll for the that time. Because that's going into the effects and the camera work and the melting and the transparencies. You can tell certain scenes since we're 60 years later almost now that stuff superimposed yes. in scenes. Yeah. Like, I don't know, probably something similar to, although more advanced, I suppose, at the time than what they did with the Invisible Man. You know, like they just like superimposed stuff. And here, I mean, in, in this movie, sometimes it's very, very obvious. But for some reason, it just doesn't bother me. <laughs> no? Well, you got to I mean, put yourself back. This yeah. was a marvel in 1963. Yes. And I am noted for saying, and Phantom 2, and there's other critics out there, I'm just going to name a name, like Dr. Shock, who loves these old movies, is you have to try to put yourself there. You cannot criticize this movie with today's technology. Or standards, exactly, right. because it's impossible. Because what was achieved at this time, it's just like the Wolfman and movies like that, yes. is incredible. While it stands out like a sore thumb in certain scenes, like I'm going to say, every older movie, 60s and beyond, even 70s, they were still doing it. When somebody's in a car driving and they're moving the wheel, you see the fake video behind them. Yeah. They're not, it's not like dual where they're out there filming somebody driving in a car. It's somebody sitting in a car with a static background that's moving with a camera trick. Yeah. It's obvious. Yes. That's what was done at the time. That's how it was done. And you really can't criticize it. Exactly. And then I also read that Alfred Hitchcock was notable because he didn't want to film on location. Anytime there, there's a, a scene that it just marvels me. Like they start on a location, but then Tippy Hedren enters somewhere and then it seamlessly changes into a studio and you would never be yeah. any the wiser. It's like, wow. So you will find this kind of scenes a lot. And there is one I just have to mention because I find it hilarious and I love it. Like she is driving with the lovebirds next to her and the two little lovebirds <laughs> are looking to the front and then she turns and both of them turn. It's just so beautiful. It's stupid, but I okay, love it. Okay, <laughs> since we're talking about the camera work and cinematography here, I got to mention my favorite scene in this. I think it's brilliant. I don't even know how it was done. It's so incredible. There's a fire at the gas station, and this it's this aerial shot of birds flying you know, at a distance, like looking at this scene, the gas station and a fire and all the cars and people around, but they're flying high and the camera pans up really high, you know, like hundreds of feet in the air and just shows the birds like flapping and looking over this scene. I think it's an incredible 
cinematographical scene if that's a word <laughs> yeah it's it's amazing because you you can see i mean in this kind of it's scene, the bird view exactly it's like you are one of the birds and you're flying with them and you are like i mean you see it and you're like okay but then you start to think wait a minute how did they even do this back then it's amazing right because it's not a static scene you see people moving cars moving exactly. the fire smoke coming up like, yeah waves in the ocean and uh, yeah, everything. It's incredible. Like, yep. how did they do it? I have no clue. Okay, acting, Lady Phantom. What did you think? I really like it. I really like it. And one thing that I, well, this also goes it's to the- It's almost like fun acting. It is. You know, it is. it's a fun movie, but it's serious and it's tormenting and unnerving at the same time. Yeah. I couldn't imagine seeing this movie at 63. I seen this movie very young in the early 70s. So I was 10. I was scared to death of birds. I, I think the only thing I saw when I was little was the scene in the phone booth. And, late, and I don't think I ever watched it complete until until i watched it with you but that scene terrified the living days out of me yes it was there's a couple notable standout scenes where some people are getting brutally attacked by birds and yeah we'll leave it at i that. mean and, and then also one with the when the kids are getting attacked and you see crows pecking at them yes oh yeah close-ups even the lead um <laughs> rod taylor yes in the house when he's trying <laughs> to close a latch you see these crows nipping at him and it like hurts you to watch it i know it's it's amazing and i will say there is a little gore in this film there is one person they find deceased that has his eyes out they show it i know it's really quickly but it's very effective and the, something that I want to say about the acting in this movie is you don't really, I mean, you do get a tiny bit of background with some of them, but you don't really need that background because the acting is so on point. That yeah, you, you know their know lifestyle. these people. You just know them from the way they act, from the little girl to the mother. Jessica Tandy to was incredible too. in this movie. Yes, the teacher. You can you just understand them just by the way they are acting. Right. And also something I loved, you know, I when I was little, it was typical. Don't talk to strangers. Don't open the door without asking who it is. It was a typical thing in my in my house and I suppose in many other houses. <laughs> And I remember many times uh, someone rang the bell or knocked on the door and I was always, who is it? And the person always answered, me, always. And I was like, me who? <laughs> and this happens in this movie. Like she goes to the house of this the guy, you know, and knocks on the door and, the, and who is it? And she goes, me. And I, I, I was just transported. I mean, it sounds so dumb, but that is the way a person would react. Then there's a scene with Rod Taylor in which he, that's the one that you were saying that a, that a bird was attacking him and, and he bleeds from uh, his uh, hand. And then he comes into the house and he's trying to like take the sister here, take the mother there, take Tippy there. But all the while... He is keeping his hand in such a position that the blood doesn't touch them. You know, like a, a normal person would do this. Like, I didn't even you, pick that up. You would, yeah, like if you have an open wound, you wouldn't want to touch the other people with that part of your arm, you know, and then he bandages it and then it's normal again. It's just the little details. That goes to the directing. The, yes, that it's just a little okay, details. Okay, since you mentioned it very quickly... This was shot mainly in the studio and everything. So how was the set and design? You said it was seamless in one scene. How about everything else? Oh, it was great. Yeah, you believed it. I believed everything. Of course, there are things that are shot on location specifically for this movie, which a lot of it happens on the outdoors. But it's just amazing that they, yeah. they did such a you would seamless never know. thing. Exactly. Okay, Lady Phantom, I'm ready. I think we covered this movie enough. We gave a lot of little tidbits about the movie, some background, uh, some more insight on the characters and stuff. Uh, 
I just want to lead with the acting. It was so good. I bought every one and Phantom was right. Like you don't need like 30 minutes before this movie of exposition of who this person is because you can tell that's how good they were each character like where they started how they grew up and where they went in life like it was so easy to see that and that goes to the direction and how good acting it was all right for me this is a 10 we already stated it it's both in our top 30 horror movies ever it is my number 11th horror movie and <laughs> absolute buy no doubt it is a classic it's a must-have movie in your collection lady phantom same it's a 10 out of 10 it's an amazing amazing movie like anything that i could pick out it's just if i were looking at it from a modern point of view and i just won't do that because it's not fair you know like little things here with some special effects here and there but that's it and yeah and but it's that's, not fair it looked amazing i can remember remember people out there this is a color movie 99 percent of people had black and white tvs yeah. up until like the 80s exactly i mean so this movie looked flawless even the things that stand out especially on 4k now or blu-ray you never noticed yeah at all like there's a couple dummy birds i want to call when they're attacking the kids it never looked fake back in the day no. now because everything's so pristine you can see a couple scenes here maybe. and there that and you that can is nitpick. just maybe and if you pay a lot of attention because they i mean hitchcock had the the wisdom enough you know to just like pan out quickly or change camera quickly like just show it but don't stay on it so it doesn't look fake and it, it was just perfect okay and what place in your top 30 list is this it's my number 18 in my top 30 horror movies of all time all right let's move on to the good stuff all right this is the main thing ross wanted to know he already knows it's a classic and this is going to be the hardest one for me to grade. I got a grade down, but it could change depending on what Phantom says. Because we did watch scenes of the Blu-ray, which was an incredible release. I think it was the 50th anniversary we got. And this movie has been on reel to reel, every format known to man. Yeah. Many times, many iterations, many re-releases with a little extra feature here, a little bit of improvement on quality there. But this has to be one of the most re-released movies. Yeah. So and uh, I remember that. <laughs> yes, and I remember that when we first watched the Blu-ray, we were amazed at how great it looked. Yes. And it still does. We watched that, but we had to do comparison on this one. But I'll tell you what, when this movie opened, Lady Phantom, my jaw was down. I was like, wow, because I have seen this movie so many times. I can't count how many times I've seen it or seen clips or watched half of it and finished it late. It's dozens of times. Uh -huh. And what stood out to me there's two things i'll state that really stood out to me one is the hdr utilization in this movie the colors are so much richer than you've ever seen this movie it's just more deep the coloring their facial tones their complexions the clothes the cars the kitchen gadgets the birds everything has this deep color saturation that i totally enjoyed and the detail is pretty amazing after we did the comparison with the blu-ray but before we watched the blu-ray the other thing that really stood out to me watching this whole film was all the reflections and specular highlights if you want to call them but it's how the lighting hit certain objects it was so apparent from a glass to somebody's eye to a fender of a car to the ocean to 
a bird's eye to subtle things to like little metal frames i mean it blew me away how many little glows and everything there is and along with this hdr is the white level oh my god i've never seen a cigarette look so white i've never seen whites so beautifully rendered white it blew me away like i can't it doesn't even look that white in appearance when i'm looking at white it looks so good like i was there i could touch it yes and the black levels in this movie are also incredible they are inky they are deep like the birds i mean the crows the blacks and the crows every black without losing their feathers and texture in their exactly face and without stuff. any kind of crush whatsoever which, which <laughs> the blu-ray has a lot of white crush white crush and black crush this movie has absolutely no black crush to speak of there is still grain but they dnr'd it quite a yes. bit we reveled at that lady phantom because we knew this was going to have grain of course and because we didn't just watch the birds on blu-ray it's been five years or so since we've seen it we're like oh it's got grain and there was some softer scenes i would say but i didn't immediately go like i can tell in a lot of films oh this was dnr'd no because it's an older film so it was done on older stock it still has that appeal that it was shot yeah. in old style footage you know but once we popped the blu-ray in and seen <laughs> that grainy cluster blank of a picture and we loved the blu-ray rendition when it came out yeah it's just that compared to the to the 4k it is incredibly grainy yes they did 90 percent grain reduction here i am so happy there is a few scenes where it's a little heavier at times and more noticeable lady phantom on this release but the majority is just a mild sheen to sometimes you never see it. Yeah. Now, I do want to say something that I was kind of confused about because there are scenes like, for example, a scene that pops to mind very quickly is one where you see Melanie trying to open a door and her hand and everything and the, the doorknob Everything looks so incredibly detailed. There are a few scenes, no, not a few scenes, there are many scenes that are so, so detailed. But for some reason, many scenes that included Melanie were softer. Like, like she, it, it was almost like she glowed a little, you know, and I don't understand why, but many of her scenes are so soft and i thought oh this is because of the dnr right but then we popped in the blu-ray and i'm just thinking you know what maybe this was a decision of hitchcock's for some reason it was lady family yeah like, that's a known fact like there's like, certain scenes he shot a certain way for lighting and softened them up it's not because of the 4k or anything yeah. this is how he filmed it exactly so of course that doesn't go to the 4k but it, it was just a little weird that in some scenes she looked very detailed but for almost i would say every close-up she has it's almost like he wanted to to give her this i don't know virgin look to it to her or something which he did have a fascination with this woman too in real yeah, life yeah he did with all his muses quote unquote he did the same but Oh my God, that, like the level of detail that in general you can see in this movie is, it's like, how did they do that? And I want to mention a scene that I specifically wanted to look at. Well, to one, there's an explosion and the HDR in that explosion is much better than many modern movies we've seen. And also there's a fireplace, the same. And there's a scene where the birds make it so the lights go out. And you can tell. They bit through the they, electricity yes. lines. Uh-huh. And you can tell that the, all that the only light that is in that scene comes from candles. And Lanterns, a flashlight. Uh, well, there was a flashlight. Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. Uh, lantern. And there must have been candles, too, at some point. I mean, I always had candles in my house, but anyway. That lighting looks beautiful. That contrast of dark and light and where the light is coming from is wow and then when we popped in the blu-ray it looked nothing like that it was all so static the first word that came to my mind with the regular blu-ray is it's lifeless yes you go to the 4k it just feels like you're there like everything is just so rich and colorful and vibrant even this old movie you know it's old by what people are wearing you know the time period the cars and everything And funnily enough, even though this is so luscious, this movie with color, it never lost that old feel to it. Absolutely, yeah. Like it didn't look like a digital recreation or something of the Uh movie. It's amazing. It's it's amazing. And that's what's making this movie so hard to grade. Yeah. And something else that we noticed the blood looks way better in oh, the yeah. 4K than in oh, the Blu-ray. Yeah. It's got the deeper, richer red is why with the wide color gamut than this yeah. light, like water red. <laughs> color. Yeah, I, I just popped into into my mind the Tim Burton red, you know, like super bright and fake. That's how the Blu-ray looked. The 4K looked like, you know, blood. Yeah, like with the guy that had his eyes poked out. That, that looked incredible. The, the injuries that Melanie has on her face at a certain point with the... Well, it's not her face, it's her head. No, here, her face after she's... Oh, atta- you're saying yeah. after she's attacked. Yeah, okay. and then uh, Mitch's arm after he's attacked. And of course, that red like contrasts a lot with his white shirt. And oh, oh the my whites. goodness. I mean, the whites are to stand out. And these little glows, when you watch this, you're just going to see the surroundings where light is hitting thing. It's shining off of it. And it looks unbelievably realistic and finely detailed. And it's like, wow, like you have never seen this movie. This has to go shot to my number one. You had never seen this movie like this before. Yeah, yes. And there are, unbelievably enough, there are quite a few special effects that look much better in 4K. Yes, that could be considered. It depends which angle you're coming from. I thought... On the Blu-ray, some of the things looked a little more real. Uh-huh. But then again, some of the other scenes on the 4K definitely looked more real, like with the blood and the marks and stuff. Yep. But it's these trans, it's these transitional things or overlays. To me, they looked just a little more fake where you could deduce it wasn't real, mm-hmm. especially when she's in the car on the boat uh-huh. and the kids are running from the birds. Those are the three scenes. They just looked a little more fake to me, mm-hmm. but I'll take it any day of the week, this version over any other version, just to, you know, to have a, maybe it looked a little better on a flat, monotonal color. Yeah. This is just so much more vibrant and luscious and gorgeous to look at. All right, Lady Phantom. The audio they did nothing with over the previous release. It is a mono, DTS mono. Very disappointing, actually. I know. I was like, what? But remember, there is no score in this movie. It's all just sound effects and talking. Yeah, but... It's clear. uh, Yeah, oh, yes. (laughs) I mean, the dialogues are Wouldn't perfectly clear. Wouldn't you want clear. the birds wrapping around the Absolutely. room? That'd be so cool. Like you, can you imagine the birds with a, with a, I don't know, some surrounds or atmos or something coming from all around? That would be so awesome. I don't know this. I don't know if anybody could answer this question, but I'm sure Alfred Hitchcock's family still has some say and makes money off of his work. And I would assume 
they would probably want to keep it as pristine as possible with the audio because somebody would have to go in Lady mm-hmm. Phantom that is true. and actually make new sounds to place it across the room. There's nothing they're going to do with one track. Remember, it's one sound file, one side. That's it. So you would have to manipulate, reproduce, resound every speaker in a system up to nine different speakers. Yeah. I don't know if anybody would want to crush on his work for that. Yeah, that is, that is a very good point. But it is a depressing thing with the movie. I mean, it sounds good. It sounds better than it did back in the 60s on crappy little speakers because right. we have better speakers and better amps. Right. It's not hollow, I'll say that. Some of these older 80s movies we've covered, they haven't done nothing and they sound like they're from the 80s and they're hollow and tinny and not full. This sounded full at least. Yeah, it did. But there's zero bass in this movie. Mm -hmm. Zero. None. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So that's a little bit of a downer and that makes it a little bit harder to grade the disc also. Okay. Special features, I'm not 100 percent about this but i think it's everything that was re-released on the blu-ray if you know otherwise let us know in the comments but go on and they are the original ending the birds hitchcock's monster movie deleted scene all about the birds tippy hedron screen test hitchcock truffle interview excerpts and more okay lady fam you want me to go first or you go first yeah, you go first. Because oh, I might have modified it depending on what her what she says. And I might even afterwards, because this, to me, is the hardest disc to grade. This is a vast improvement. Ross, first, don't hesitate. It's 22 bucks for the Steelbook or the regular 4K edition with the Blu-ray and digital code. It's great that the code does come with the 4K rendition. That's perfect there. Don't hesitate. Anybody that wants to see this movie, get this release. Don't get it on it. I mean, it's that good. But to go with our grading scale for what 4K can achieve, it's tough. for one, the audio is lackluster. I mean, it's an old mono track. I didn't have trouble hearing it. I've never had trouble hearing it. The sound effects are cool. It's unnerving that there was no score. Phantom picked this up during the movie, and I agreed. Certain times you're expecting a score to come in after they get attacked to set the mood, but it also makes it creepier, scarier, that you're not hearing nothing. You're hearing what the actors are. It's silence. When they hear like a little chirping, you see the reactions. They jump up and get scared. So I got to give the mastermind credit for that because... I'm the sound guy. I always want music in my movies, but it works for this film. But for the 4K, it's got to be penalized. For the video, man, oh, my God. I still say this disc has more HDR than most of the current releases. You can just see it spewing throughout everything. Everything has so many more shades of color. While not being the most colorful film by no this isn't Aquaman or something like that, but like her green dress she wears and his white shirt and these suits they're wearing and the colors of the birds, they're so rich and detailed. Like it's just night and day difference from what came before it. With the heavy utilization of DNR in this. God, it's great. So I'm going to come in. It's absolutely worthy. I'm going to go with a B. Buy it now, Lady Phantom. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. It's like incredibly impressive. And we have to mention, of course, that it's a universal release. And I am so glad we have Universal. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no doubt. I think we can affirmatively say now, Lady Phantom, we're up in the 110s reviews. Universal does the best job on a whole on disc. Yeah, and they, I, I don't think there's no one even close to them. Yeah, the others are very inconsistent. And Universal consistently tries and many times succeeds to do 
the best they can. So these movies will have a look that they just have never had before, or if they're the first time they are released, that it will be the best it can be. And it's just incredible from the very, very start, even from their universal logo, which obviously is old. It, it's just a universal release, black and white, and it's so good. And yeah, that's my same problem that, that you mentioned, the audio. But I understand also that, that they didn't upgrade it. Maybe it goes to what you say, like they just don't want to mess with what the master did. And it's understandable. I would definitely have wanted more, or <laughs> not more, I would have wanted surrounds at the very least. Yeah, I mean, the, the lack of music... I've, I am perfectly okay with it because, I mean, at some point of the movie, I was like, dun, 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 after something happens. But then I imagine that happening and it feels that somehow it would cheapen it because this, is, this feels so realistic, you know? Like when something happens in real life, there are no sound effects, <laughs> you know? And funnily enough, and, and the quick fact... There was an unexplained bird attack in 1961, and this also took from that. It is a beautiful disc. And yes, I mean, I, in normal circumstances, I would go lower because of the sound. But in this case, it's just so good that I can't. So I'm going to be right there with you with the B and say and it's completely what you had worthy. Originally too? I wasn't sure. I really wasn't sure. I was like, I, 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 was oh, I like, would love to give this an A. Plus. I think. We can count on one hand how many night and day differences a 4K has been yeah. over the previous Blu-ray release. This is absolutely one of them. I would love to give this an A+. Can't for the sound. I mean, it does have grain. There is some little scenes here and there that don't perform up the snuff and stuff like that. I mean, it's not the most colorful scene with every color in the rainbow, things like this. Like the water compared to other water films don't shine in this film, but it's just the little subtleties and the richness that was improved on this. Yep. Oh, I would love, I mean, this disc is so worth it though, people. It's so worth the money, this release. Absolutely. So we both got to be worthy thumbs up ross you can got our approval to buy it right now and everyone else out there okay since this movie don't have an ending track either are we <laughs> so that'll be a first time for us so get us out of here lady phantom everyone please go to billshetty.com and sign that guest book you know all the nice things you can do there you can also go to any place you want to subscribe to us from there, from that same website, you have all the links there and our links to Letterboxd. And follow me on Twitter at LadyPhantom74. For Lady Phantom, I am Bill Shetty. We'll catch you on the next Movies in 4K.